0: 925-377-STAR. Ready to pump your energy and jumpstart your dreams with positive, uplifting, life-changing talk radio on the world's most popular power hour, Star Style. Be the star you are. The Oprah of the airwaves, Cynthia Bryan, and her sidekick, daughter, Heather Brittany, deliver lessons of success spanning the generations of the globe in their information-packed T for two, a mother-daughter brew. In other segments, Cynthia interviews real-life trailblazers, authors, and experts with the courage and vision who show you how to build a road to fulfillment through their unique books and services. You'll laugh, you'll cry, you'll be informed and entertained. For your free lifestyle empowerment coaching session right here on the airwaves, turn up the volume, relax, sit back, and get ready to be inspired. Because Star Style, be the star you are, starts right now. Never
1: star style be the star you are we are your power partners i'm cynthia bryan and i'm Heather britney and we're coming to you live on the Voice America Network, the Empowerment Channel. And our show is brought to the airwaves under the auspices of the 501c3 Literacy and Positive Media Charity, Be the Star You Are. We hope that you are encouraged and inspired and informed and motivated every week when we bring you these shows, because we have so much fun doing it, and we have a lot of, a lot of interest in bringing you kind of the latest and greatest and what's happening in the the world. So today we've got a really terrific show uh, for you. Um, we're going to talk about medical breakthroughs in our health segment coming up here because there's a lot of things on the horizon. We'll talk about taking smart photos. It seems that everybody has a smartphone now and it's very rare that you actually see other cameras. So we're going to talk about how we can take some good photos on our smartphone fo- uh, our smartphones. As well as what kind of seeds you'd want to buy for your garden. And now that springtime is coming, and if you live in any rural area whatsoever, you're going to want to put up a fence to keep out the marauding deer and the coyotes and the turkeys and all of that. So I know I had to in a just. We're going to talk about, uh, about the companies and what they say. And c fencing was just terrific in helping me with that, this knowledge. So we'll talk about that coming up. So the Miracle Moment, though, for today is brought to you by Be The Star You Are Charity. It, he has won the top nonprofit for six years in a row, and hopefully we're going to make it for the seventh. This is by George Bernard Shaw. We don't stop playing because we grow old. We grow old because we stop playing. Isn't and I think that cute. leads us. <laughs> yes, we have to. We have to keep playing no matter, you know, what our age. You know, age is just a number, right? Just a number. And it's just in our heads so we have to continue enjoying our life and this actually gets me to what we're going to be talking about with the medical uh, breakthroughs but I do want to give you the website for Be The Star You Are charity if you would like to be a sponsor of any of our events or uh, be a sponsor on this radio show or uh, just make a donation. The website is BeTheStarYouAre.org and it's a brand new website, really easy to navigate. And if you click on the PayPal uh, Giving Fund or the Donate button, it takes you to PayPal Giving Fund and they've just now in the last couple of months, started a new program where whatever you donate, one hundred percent of the proceeds go to the charity. Before they wow. used to take—I don't know if it was two or three percent, which was kind of frustrating. But you know, it was—they had to make a profit. But now they're not because I think they're doing very well. <laughs> anyway, so let's get to the medical breakthroughs. Heather, there are a lot of new exciting things on the horizon for some personalized treatments, uh, you know, for mobilization for cancer patients, game changers for stroke victims. What do you see that's happening for for this year? What are some of the top predictions for the medical breakthroughs?
2: Well, the crazy thing when you just think about medical stuff is where we've come of what we're doing in medical – In this last 10 years, and now especially more and more, just as you're talking in a later segment today, how certain technologies have become obsolete, and we've really moved into these computerized worlds and robotics and that uh, slowly and slowly these things that we talked about – uh, that would happen in the future, though we predicted uh, in, in an odd way, things would be sooner. we're slowly having these advancements, um, as in using robotics and and having uh, for example, i 'll just get into talking about just talking about how we can change our genetic things when it comes to disease, cancer. One of the most heartbreaking things is if one of a woman is pregnant and finds out either during utero that something is wrong or once the baby is born that you find out that they've, had a, a, they've got a heart condition or some kind of genetic disease, and that now this is either going to be something fatal or a lifelong, lifelong condition that's going to be affecting them. Well, now they actually have research that's, uh, or kind of a process that's sort of like a DNA editing system, and they tested this out already in a child um, in Britain, and how they do how this uh, technology worked, is um, the candidate was uh, removed of leukemia, actually um, from this immune system uh, fight, which is immune system fighting disease. Um, but by having certain cells taken out of, of out of her body before before birth, basically. Um, so they're refining these things now. I mean, you can choose the sex of your baby in advance now. Things I, I don't know if you ever that just is amazes me.
1: You know, I mean, the days of guessing or using the wifetail things. You you know, vinegar, baking soda, all those things. Being in crazy positions—that's all gone. You can really do so much more now. Yeah, I mean, I,
2: I was saying—I don't know if you ever saw the movie. It's a science fictional movie called Gattaca. Um, but it really touches on a lot of things that that uh, the people of the future now it's that you can choose the sex you can make sure you know this person will be blonde and, and have brown hair and be this tall and slowly that's becoming more that you can sort of uh, personalize and pre-select of, of characteristics about you know, future humans so kind of it's kind of crazy in that way that we're also we're having robotics and systems of doing it um, uh, well you know wait, really wait a minute
1: before you go move on from robotics I find that what you just said is really, really interesting because, and you were talking about movies, uh, I was just reading an article where, and I, I'm blanking on what movie they were talking about, but so many movies of the 70s and early 80s had robots in it. And what the article said is those robots and those, those movies of the 70s and 80s where we thought it was so far away That is what's going to be happening in the next couple years. So uh, we may all be doomed. (laughs) There was, yeah, I mean, I mean, it it was an interesting article and then I was listening uh, to a PBS station that was talking about robotics and they had, there was a test that went on where they took um, a selection of people and it was over a couple of years and they put them in a room and they said that the robot was going to, if there was a fire the robot would lead them out. So they put fire, they had smoke, the whole thing and the robot's Told the people to go to the wrong room, and uh, even though there were exit signs and all of this, the people followed the road robots. And it had it not been a, a, a fake what do you call it? An uh, I, I can an I control, experiment, a control, yeah, a, a controlled environment, everyone would have died because nobody w- looked at the human stuff, which was. Exit signs, fire extinguishers. Instead, they listened to the voice of the robot saying, Turn go to this door, you know, ignore all the signs and they went into a room that was on fire. (laughs) So we are it's a little scary. And that's, I mean, the the
2: thing of, you know, with, with robotics, with it, with the kind of uh, computer technology that that's come into our, our current society, it's fantastic things in ways that we, we've we have so many simplistic things. These these help us in our everyday life. They're helping us bring this show to everyone right now. Um, but there is that limit. I think as humans, we we still have that internal fear that could just be a fear because there's never been yet that. The computers have turned against us, but it's interesting that um, we use this artificial intelligence now to help us further with our us, our intelligence, but we've put so much into these systems um, that, again, they're, they're, they're starting to create life on its own. That We have systems now that can create that. So... Speaking of actually with robotic things is a big advancement with um, artificial limbs for people. These things, you know, we have had so many veterans or different diseases or people who have lost limbs for various reasons, and um, a lot's come from just those rubber gloves or or those hooks, those unsightly things. They have so many crazy advancements now, and they actually have robotic hands. These things, these implants that they can implant. In uh, to a person's brain, that can control. They, they will send. They I mean that's again what made newest science that we know the areas of the brain that do what do particular things. So we know if we you know uh, manipulate one particular part that we can have this result. So they've um, they used to have implants that they would put in one particular part of the brain. Uh, excuse me, that was in charge of uh, action. But with that, they were having issues that it was a delayed response that someone had to think of open hand, closed hand. And so they decided, you know, kind of looking in other parts of the brain and they found that by putting it in the the part of the brain that controls more of the intention to move, just the thought of it, um, that that actually helped more uh, fluidity through um, using these artificial hands. So,
1: you know, and that's such a great advancement to be able to have that, you know, because there are so many issues with uh, with our limbs and especially, you know, in war times and veterans and all of this, I think this is fantastic that we can get these artificial limbs and that they're going to work more like a human, you know, a regular body.
2: Yeah, and, you know, another thing in science is uh, something they have discovering now is a tool that can actually help, in uh, lack of a better words, saying almost to pop or burst blood clots, and and as you know, brain clots in the brain is we have actually had a friend that that sadly uh, yeah, passed away of really that, um, and that can also happen. Um, it can. It's a big trigger for strokes, and as you know that if you survive a stroke, um, most like the the aftermath of it is a lot of facial paralyzation, brain damage. It's it's a it's a very struggling thing. I mean, anything in the brain that's sort of your whole mecca, your control center. And they've actually um, are in developments right now where they've developed it, and it's still in the, the final uh, testing things, um, is this little tool basically that they can insert in and, and uh, sort of microscopically, you know, burst these uh, these clots. And why is that such a game changer I think overall is there's so many conditions and things just in the last 100 years and the last 20 years so many things that were death sentences are now uh, treatable things or manageable. For example, HIV or AIDS is still an epidemic in, in our world, um, but it used to just purely be a death sentence, and, and especially in the United States where there's being more and more um, uh, research done for medical-wise, um, that now we have medicines, we have certain treatments, preactive things, that by no means do we have it cured, which uh, who knows, that day could be very soon, You know we hope. But as of right now, it's something that's manageable, that people are uh, able to have a fulfilled life or add years on to things. So so just the technology, again, that's just developing, we're just getting more and more advanced into what's happening within, within the bodies, and I think... What's so crazy, too, is it isn't just our understanding more of it. It's these tools that we've created. It's these programs. It's these robotics. It's these medications. Um, speaking of that, too, is that a big issue for America and for us is that um, one treatment does not fit all boxes. As we know, that's why uh, from, from formerly working in uh, women's health care, when it comes to uh, birth control, you'd be amazed that you know there's so many – for a pill, there's probably – 30 to 50 different brands and kinds of pills, even though they're all very similar. Um, yeah, know that just so ones. amazes
1: me because you know uh, it—it's not that long ago, fifteen years ago, that women did not have that—that uh, that choice. They didn't have that—that that many um, different opportunities to experiment with birth control. You know, you just had a couple of things. So, yeah, that yeah, has really really, come when, a long and, way. and what I,
2: and what I mean by that is there isn't beyond just beyond just pills. There's patches. There's rings. There's all those kinds of things and And that's to treat one thing that's to say to per, in the way of preventing pregnancy. so when you think about other diseases or other illnesses, sometimes one cookie cutter thing doesn't fit all that that's why some people have, are allergic to particular medications or some things you know that just doesn't work um, so now they're actually they're discovering kind of making things more personalized to our own genetic makeup and um, this is something that they're just launching in uh, this year, but uh, excuse me, they're hoping that with this medical treatment that, uh, through blood tests and studies and actually our, uh, molecular, uh, makeup that makes up our body that they'll be able to find, um, things that are just to our, us. Specifically, and you hear now there's a lot of those things you can send in to have your blood work uh, or genetic to get basically genetic makeup of tell you what potentially you can be at risk for. Or uh, we've uh, discussed before with the genes of how you can find your heritage. Um, well, they're hoping they can also find things that are showing uh, predisposed within your blood makeup um, that goes beyond just family history because a lot of times we base that. Base things off our family history, but we have to realize um, over time of, of, you know, parents and this thing um, that we're all very just kind of mutations of it because you're not working with that same heritage. So um, it's just fascinating that every year I feel like there's something that comes out and then there's just another, I mean, that's why it's a breakthrough that they're just further in the medical world, things that um, I think that we're, I feel there's so many things we're getting closer to cures with things where things are becoming more manageable and that, the, again, the things that used to be just devastating to life or very uncomfortable, um, we have so many tools and things actually that can be covered um, via, uh, with, with health insurance. Many things before used to be these things that uh, out of pocket is something that's astronomical, and now more and more programs are starting to support these things because certain conditions, for better for worse, Unfortunately, are becoming uh, almost in part of the country. For example, diabetes—that was something that you know that could be a preconditioning, existing uh, existing condition before that could have someone denied from insurance or not be able to receive the best care. And now that's something that nearly has to be in every policy because it is such an issue with every so many people. So. Um, well, I, I think really it's like further that. Further, the one yeah. thing that
1: I do like about the Obamacare uh, insurance, you know, policy is the fact that nobody can be denied coverage. You know, I think that's really important for ex- pre-existing uh, pre-existing um, diseases or or chronic well, pain or whatever is that is. I think that's a, uh, that's an important thing. I mean. You know, as humans, we're going to have ailments, and uh, the whole point of insurance is to be able to take care of it. So I think that is uh, that is important. But yes, you know, it is uh, pretty fascinating what's coming down the pike. I w- I hope that soon they'll come uh, come down with things that'll be good for a disc replacement in your spine and yeah. other things b- beyond surgery and for fusion because. From what I understand, there really hasn't been uh, much development in that area for many, many years, other than the fact that recoveries are faster. Uh, But, you know, what's happening is terrific. And so we really need to embrace that and support that and be happy that we live in a time when there are... Uh, advancements in the medical fields as well as technology. But I think technology is just going to keep replicating at such, you know, like a, a rocket science um, uh, speed that I, I I don't think that we even know what's going to be coming down the pipe very soon.
2: No, and I think, you know, the most exciting thing via medical-wise that they say, uh, vaccine-wise, is that they think as of right now um, in 2016, the most anticipated is going to be um, a lung cancer vaccine. So I don't have any, a lot of the details right now. Oh, wow. Right that now, would be awesome. But, but, again, these are these things. And, and then it brings up a whole other issue, I think, of also of how currently we have uh, an HPV vaccine that in ways is, is preventing cervical cancer. It can help towards anal cancer, rectal cancer. Um, and yet, many people feel very reserved of having it uh, given to children um, because they think that that's going to promote promiscuity. And I think that's one of those things. Saying, "So, if you give your children a lung cancer vaccine, you that's going to make them smoke or want to be?" So, I, I think I think we need to think about all these things. Of, of no, this is health. This is advancement. So i um, really well, excited. You know what? And getting
1: to when you talk campuses. about okay. children, you know, I think as a parent, our goal and our responsibility is to guide our children and to talk to them and to have conversations with them. But our main responsibility is to protect them and as a safety issue to protect them from these uh, life-threatening Diseases. Yeah. Um, My opinion is they need to have all their vaccines. And I know there's a lot of people out there, and probably have listeners on our show that will, you know, will get mail saying they're wrong. (laughs) But, But unfortunately, that to me, I just feel that you're endangering the life of your child if you're not giving him the vaccines yeah. because there are so many complications. I mean, when I was a little girl, there were not any vaccines against, you know, mumps or measles or any of that, or um, chicken pox or any of these kinds of things. But just think about people with polio if they didn't have if we didn't have polio vaccines. I mean Franklin Roosevelt who was our president, he had polio and it was something from childhood. But I know myself, I mean I almost died with encephalitis that came as an after uh, a secondary infection from just having childhood mumps and yeah. I'm very lucky to be alive today cuz of the five kids who had what I had when I had it. I'm the only one that survived, so I must have yeah. survived to do this radio show or something. <laughs> but <laughs> I don't mean to make uh, to make light of it. But I, I'm really a big proponent of, you know, get all the facts and then do what's necessary. But we got to keep our, we have to keep our health. Uh, health is wealth. We have to keep our families safe. So our I like what you're matters. saying about the vaccines.
2: Yes, exactly. And I was saying, just like our show, your health matters.
1: (laughs) That's exactly right. Our health matters. Well, Heather, another fantastic uh, segment. I, I appreciate you doing all this research to find out what's on the horizon, what kind of game changers are out there as far as medical treatments. And, you know, we can all just keep abreast of this by you know, tuning in not only to this show but listening to Health Matters and doing a lot of reading and being on top of it. And when you do go into your position for an annual checkup, you know, make sure to ask questions. Ask what's coming down the pike, what do they know about. And then also remember when you're dealing with your doctors that they are human. So <laughs> no, no doctor is God <laughs> and it, it's our individual responsibility to take that responsibility for the health of ourselves and our families. So health matters a very great deal. Heather, give out the websites. Most definitely. You want to go to BeTheStarYouAre.com. Yes, and StarStyleRadio.com. So I'm Cynthia Bryan. And I'm Heather Whitney. And you're listening to Star Style, Be The Star You Are. We're coming to you live on the Voice America Network. So uh, stay tuned because I'm going to be back with you. We're going to talk about smartphones and photography and uh, probably how to buy seeds because spring is around the corner. Don't go away. We'll be back with more. Be
3: the star you are. The star you are. Follow us on Twitter for more great ideas at Voice America Empowerment. Are you seeking a Dynamo speaker for your meeting, conference, or organization? Internationally recognized keynote speaker and New York Times bestselling author and lifestyle coach, Cynthia Bryan, will bring her energetic expertise, passionate professionalism, and ebullient personality to your event. Hailed as an expert in lifestyle, women's issues, self-help, personal balance, and
4: Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America.
3: Be the star you are. You are the star.
0: Plug in your headphones and tune in to enlightening interviews with acclaimed authors and success experts. as our Oprah of the airwaves, Cynthia Bryan, gabs with the gurus. Lend us your ears for the Power Hour on Star Style. Be the star you are. Now, here's Cynthia
1: Bryan. Yes, it's Cynthia Bryan, and I am back with you, and you are listening to Star Style. Be the star you are. We're coming to you live on the Voice America Network. This is the Empowerment Channel, where we always strive to stimulate a conversation so that when you sit around your dinner table, you will have something that's lively and fun and new to discuss. Well, with um, 68% of Americans now owning a smartphone, it has really become the go-to camera for most people. It's interesting because over the years, as I've been a garden writer I have, it's, and I'm going on, well, I did my first gardening calendar back in 1992, and, uh, and I've been a, a garden columnist for the last nine years. It's up to me to take all these photographs of gardens. And I've had all kinds of fancy cameras and seem to always be upgrading and buying the newest camera. And then on top of that, being in the entertainment industry and coaching people for acting and for media I've always had these fancy video cameras you know and it's it's really been a lot to keep on top of it but now it's so interesting I have an iPhone and many many people have an iPhone or other people have an Android but it's a smartphone and the camera on it is better than many of the cameras that I've had in my past so it is now I keep my iPhone with me at all times and the camera that I've always kept you know that I've kept in my car or I've kept in my bag I rarely rarely ever use it and I'm kind of concerned that maybe I'm not gonna remember how to uh, how to use the camera how to upload the photos but here's a few tips if you want to take really great cam you know pictures and use your iPhone now Yes, a lot of people are taking selfies. And a lot of people are taking uh, are using selfie sticks. This last week I was in uh, Cancun and in the Yucatan Peninsula and it was really fabulous because I'm a major swimmer and and diver and I love being in the water. And I uh, went on this boat trip where we were diving over there's 600, um, it's it's a called, let me see, a sculpture museum and it's, I don't know, about 50 feet on the ocean floor between the Isla de Mujeres and the uh, area of Cancun and the, it was a really, it was kind of an overcast, kind of a wild day and I was shocked at how many people had selfie sticks and they had their iPhones hooked to them while we were on this boat and we were just bobbing up and down and they were, you know, the waves were maybe six, seven feet, which is quite large. Uh, And all I kept thinking is somebody's somebody's phone is going to go overboard. Now, fortunately, it didn't. But when I was diving in the cenotes, there are 6,000 underground rivers in the Yucatan Peninsula. And they're really quite spectacular. Uh, most of them are in caves. There's lily ponds. Some of them are—they're very deep. You know, they're a hundred feet deep, but you can see all the way to the bottom, and they're deep, deep blue. And the interesting thing was—is there were many phones and um, selfie sticks that had gotten lost in these cenotes because um, that just is what happens. So you don't want to take your smartphone, I guess is what I'm saying, or your cameras to these kinds of places unless they are waterproof cameras because you don't want to lose them. But here are a few tips on uh, taking some great photographs when you are using a smartphone, no matter what kind you have. You want to keep it steady. You want to keep the phone very, very still when shooting. If you can brace your elbows against your body, or on a table, or against a wall, you're going to get a better picture. What so many people do is, you know, they just like put the uh, put the picture. At, you know, they just click it as they're going, or they put the timer on and their hands are moving, and you're not going to get a nice clear picture. So you want to brace yourself. If you have a uh, tripod, of course, that's even going to be better. Don't zoom, either get closer or crop the shot in your software because then you'll be working with a higher quality uh, photo. If you use the zoom feature, I mean I use the zoom feature often so that I can see what's going on further on but then I put it back to just the normal position and your photo will turn out really good. Now for you know you don't want to use the flash either. Shoot first with the flash off because too often what happens is the flash will overexpose the photo and then it messes up the colors. Now with software the way it is now and editing equipment, I know you know the professionals are going to be using Photoshop, but if you don't have the Photoshop application, which is an expensive application, you you can usually lighten at least a bit in your just your regular photo uh, or smartphone um, photo uh, app so use it there. The next thing is your composition. You want to really think about composition and you want to have an interesting composition. Don't always center everything but it is important to focus on a single subject or a single object. So when you focus you can figure out where you want to position it and and then let everything else be in the background. Make sure to include what we call negative space. That's the empty expanse that's around a subject or between multiple subjects because it's going to be more dramatic. Like you could have a large wall or the you know a sky or the ocean or a field of flowers that would be kind of the negative space and then you're focusing on one key subject that might be in the foreground and that's going to make for a very fascinating shot a more interesting shot. Look for different perspectives you know you can take a shot at an unusual angle for example what I do a lot with my gardening is I will if I want to shoot a tree instead of just shooting the tree I'll actually Uh, Lie down on the ground, and I will shoot up and look through the branches and have some of the sky above it. And it's very interesting how you can get different elements in there and different colors. And, um, you know, the symmetry is different. So you're going to get a a better resting picture. You might want to shoot from above and shoot down towards the ground. So get on something high and look down. Or look outwards. So there's so many different perspectives. So don't just always do the same kind of angle. Look for some unusual angle, angles. Now, uh, you want to seek out symmetry. A symmetrical photo is one you can cut into two halves that are mirror images of each other. And whether you find symmetry or you set it up, it's a it's a much more pleasing picture. So think about that. Now, um, there's something also that we call a leading line. Now, this is a line that draws you into the picture. Now, that leading line, it can be a road, a path, a staircase, you know, uh, just a a uh, like a garden. I don't want to say garden, but a um, a. a a walkway, a line of flowers, a tree line, it could be a fence, it could be a railing, or something like that. Just think of something that will lead you into the picture as if you are actually walking into it. And that's going to make your photographs just, you know, rather fascinating. Candids. Now, most of us, you know, we're always sort of setting up the pictures and we're posing to capture the memories. But candid pictures of of people just doing things or interacting can be more captivating because they're actually capturing a real emotion. And the way to get a great candid is to just shoot lots of them. You know, the wonderful thing about having a smartphone is that we can erase the photos. So it's not, you know, it takes up space while you're doing it. But then you can just delete, 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 delete. Whereas in the old days, we were buying film, which was expensive we were processing film which was expensive and i know that you know on a roll of 36 you might only have one or two pictures you could use and you've spent a lot of money so if you look at our phones as as well as being a phone they're also a camera and what they're doing for us we're even though we pay a lot of money for a smartphone we're really saving a lot of money because we're not having to buy multiple uh, machines and multiple uh, other other contraptions or film or any of these other things. I mean, think about what a smartphone does for us. And then the next thing is to pick up on reflections. This really came to light when I was in the cenote in um, the Yucatan because there were these amazing, I was zip lining through this unbelievable lily pad pond. And it was a cenote that had caved in. And these lilies had grown up. And these lily pads were... Huge, they weren't as big as lily pads as you see in Asia, you know, where you walk on them. But these were probably at least two feet a- across with these huge blossoms. And what was so interesting is the reflected image of the sky and the lily pads and the cenote beyond was, was just phenomenal. Now, you can do the same thing, you can reflect from sunglasses, you can reflect from puddles of water. You can reflect from shiny metals um, or shiny surfaces, from mirrors, or even from windows. So think about some of the reflections that you can do when you're shooting pictures. And I think that you're going to find your, that your photos are going to be much more interesting. So those are just a couple of tips on on how you can make some great photos. And uh, I promised that I was just going to give you a couple of tips of of what seeds, how, uh, you know, a little bit about seed buying and some differences in seeds before in our next segment we talk about fences. So here are a few uh, seed buying tips and some answers to questions because people often ask me, what's an heirloom seed? You know, what does that mean? Well, the definition simply put, an heirloom is open pollinated. That's a variety that has been in cultivation for 50 years or more, and over time, an open-pollinated heirloom variety becomes adapted to a particular set of climate and soil conditions. And then this gets to the very core of what an heirloom plant merits because heirloom varieties uh, are th- that gardeners really love and grow successfully and share their seeds, they uh, are a kind of seed that is going to reproduce. Now, are heirlooms really tastier and easier to grow when it comes to vegetables. Uh, a common strain of the famous brandywine tomato came from an Ohio farm where summers were hot and humid. And then there was a Waltham butternut squash that originated in Waltham, Massachusetts. Now, these favorites will live up to their reputations for flavor in regions where the growing conditions are similar to their hometowns. But if the conditions are not similar, then can their merits be counted on? And the answer is not always. So if you're trying to grow for example a brandy wine that came from a hot and humid summer in a location where you have cool summer nights you're not going to get all that much production of flavor so you won't get you know the bigger fruit you won't get the flavor so when you're looking at an heirloom you need to learn where it's come from now what is a hybrid seed variety now a hybrid means it's been around for many generations they, they can and they do occur in some species, roses, roses are a good example, um, that are without human help. So, why you choose hybrids? Because plants are bred with specific objectives in mind. A tomato breeder, for example, might have goals of improving disease resistance, or they might want to improve early maturity, or a better color, or a breeder will select two specific varieties with traits that match those objectives, and then they'll cross-pollinate them. And then that becomes a hybrid. That process of controlled pollination and selection, it takes a lot of time and money, which explains why hybrid seeds cost more than open-pollinated seeds. So many hybrids are bred for specific goals, and they're now used in commercial vegetable production. Can you plant seeds that are saved from hybrids? Well that's really interesting because the results of planting seeds taken from hybrids are always unpredictable. In many cases the seeds will produce plants that are completely unlike the plant they were saved from. So the only way to maintain the traits of a hybrid is to cross the original two parent strains again which is what seed production companies do to produce a hybrid seed every year. Whether you can do that in your own garden it depends on your gardening expertise. I mean, I know that when I planted a few years back and I had planted a garden that was all specific colors, I wanted only blues, purples, uh, whites, pinks, and kind of uh, lavender colors. And then we had a terrible freeze that lasted 17 days and all the plants died. They all got mushy. and I mean, it was just horrible. I mean, it was like awful. I thought I had lost everything, but come spring plants started sprouting again. However, they were not the colors that I had planted from the original plants. Instead of being blues and purples, you know, and, you know, lavenders and pinks and whites, they come, it came up in orange and yellows and and reds and crazy colors that I'd never planted. And it's because they had reverted back to a mother plant, so these hybrids didn't. Now what's open pollinated or OP seed variety? To answer this, you have to know a little uh, plant anatomy. Plants produce flowers that are either perfect, that have a male and female part in the same flower, or imperfect with a male and female part on different flowers or on different plants. So regardless of uh, where the pollen must be transferred from the male organ to the female, it can happen by wind or pollinating insects like bees, but like lima beans, for example, pollen is shed directly from the male to the female and with no assistance at all. So when you save a seed from an open pollinated plant and sow it the following year, the characteristics of the plant and the fruit will be true or they will remain the same. And so. If a bee were to transfer pollen from one variety of your plant to another variety, the two varieties may cross-pollinate and the next generation would have a different color, shape or flavor from the current one. So actually, there's a a lot of anatomy and botany and all of that uh, that you have to know when you're doing all this. You might want to just leave it to the professionals. But you can have an organic garden and you can plant organic seeds so when you're... You're looking to get your spring garden going, you know, just check all the labels. Well, when we come back from break, we're going to be talking about building a fence because in this day and age, it seems, especially if you live in the burbs, the suburbs, or in rural areas, there are more deer and more predators for our garden, and the only way to keep them out is to fence me in. So when I come back from break, we'll be discussing that. You're listening to Cynthia Bryan. This is Star Style. Be the star you are. We're coming to you live on the Voice America Network, and this is the Empowerment Channel. For more information about our radio show, visit StarStyleRadio.com. I'll be right back. Be the star you
3: are. the star you are. Be the- Change your world. Change your life. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. Business Bites. Here's Cynthia Bryan.
1: Do you know how to make yourself happy? Do you realize that happiness is a choice? By creating more joy and happiness in your life, you will be a better employee and a better employer. Joyful people are optimistic and energetic. To help yourself on the journey to more fun in the workplace, write a to-do list every day and at the top right as your number one goal, enjoy myself. Recharge your batteries with enough sleep, a good healthy diet, and social interactions. Share positive feelings and accomplishments with your peers. Respect yourself and others and see humor in mistakes and imperfections. Allow yourself to be playful and identify the activities that make you happy. When you are joyful, your enthusiasm will be contagious in the company where you work and it will allow your bottom line to have more dollar signs. Remember, it takes more muscles to frown than to smile. So smile a lot and laugh today. You are the star of your own performance. Turn your passions into profits. I'm Cynthia Bryan with another Business bite from Star Style. For information about Star Style, you can call our offices, 925-377-STAR, or visit star-style.com.
3: you the star you are.
4: Up
0: the flames, it burns make a world of difference in a world of differences when you support be the star you are 501c3 a literacy and positive media charity dedicated to empowering women families and youth visit be the star to make a tax-deductible donation today everyone counts donate today be the star you Star you are. Follow us on Twitter for more great ideas at Voice America Empowerment.
1: Well, Robert Cross said that good fences make good neighbors, and when I was growing up on a ranch, we had all kinds of enclosures, fences to keep the cattle in, fences to keep the deer out, coops for the chickens, hutches for the rabbits, paddocks for the horses, pens for the sheep, and extra corrals for the injured animals we'd rehabilitate before release. But what we didn't have is human fences. Now, when I've traveled to the east coast and the southern states, I noticed a lack of fences between homes. Lawns rolled into one another, gardens meandered, play structures seemed to belong to everyone or maybe no one. And even in the California Sierras, the same mentality holds true for many homeowners. But in the cities and suburbs of California, strong fences do create good neighbors and especially if you live near a house that reminds you of Mif- Haversham's ruined mansion and Charles Dickens' Great Expectations. You know, I ha- at one point when we were first married, we lived next to one of these houses. There were abandoned cars on blocks, there were rusting washing machines, and there was a backyard piled high with trash. And the only thing that kept me sane was that sturdy redwood fence that divided our properties. At least I couldn't see it. Now, here in Northern California, where I live, we have a bigger problem, and that is deer. With few predators and plenty of open space, the deer have been multiplying exponentially, and it's not good news for gardeners, and a gardener I am. Just in the last few years, I've had a family of about seven deer take up residence in my garden. I've had at one time three or four bucks that... (laughs) literally had decided that this was their dining area. I've had uh, uh, does give birth under my lemon tree at my back door. And for some reason, the deer just seemed to think that everything that I grow, I grow for them. So of all the correspondence I received from readers from my uh, newspaper columns, there, all of the questions, well, not all, but my big mouth of the questions seem to be, how do I keep the deer out? What do I plant that they don't eat? And over time, I've tried to give as many different solutions as possible until I finally realized there is only one answer to keeping the turkeys out and the deer out, and that is to build a fence. So this year, I decided that was time. I had had enough after a couple of decades of letting the deer munch and trying to keep them away. I called several fencing companies to find out you know, how to go about this and to get different bids. The company that won my bid was C&J Fencing, and they are located here in Northern California, and um, they, are, they were just terrific. The estimator's name was Ryan Collins or is Ryan Collins and he had told me that a majority of the calls that he had had in the last month were all related to deer fencing because even though that they build all kinds of wonderful other kinds of fences, they build decks, they build arbors, they build handrails, they'll do benches, they'll do just about anything ornamental for you including ironwork and chain link fences but putting in a redwood uh, and a galvanized wire deer barrier has really become an important part of their business as well as protecting the landscapes. So if you are considering installing a fence, uh, repairing or upgrading or replacing an old one you really need to know a few things and Ryan Collins from CNJ fencing really helped me out with kind of me figuring out what were some of the questions you needed to ask. What did you need to know? So we're going to go along and talk about these. Now, I want to give out the website for C&J Fencing in case you're in Northern California because I really do recommend them. And that's just very easy cnjfencing.com. So you can uh, get in touch with them or you can call 925-355-1380. And, uh, you know, get a bid. They come out and I think you'll find that they're really on the up and up and uh, very trustworthy. So, here are some recommendations. You know, you want to get recommendations from friends, family, or neighbors that you trust. See see what they have done and that's number one. Second is you do want to get two or three companies to come out and bid your job. Have them look at your location Make sure that they're licensed, that they carry workman's comp insurance, general liability insurance, auto insurance, and ask how long each of them has been in business. To be fair to everybody, make sure you are bidding apples to apples. That's what I did. I had exactly the same thing for all the three companies that I um, interviewed. And so that way, I really felt clear of who was bidding what and how the prices were. You want to be clear on how high you want your fence, what kind of materials that you're looking at, what your expectations are, what the time frame is for you, and get everything in writing. You want to know whether the, is the fence going to be redwood, is it Douglas fir, is it pressure treated, is it going to be metal, chain link, something else. How deep are the posts going to be? Are uh, How much concrete is going to be used? Is um, if you're using wood, is it doesn't need to be painted? Does it need to be stained? Are the posts going to be eight feet on center with 16 foot top rails? Where are you going to place the gates? Is the galvanized? Is the wire galvanized welded? Is there an upcharge for longer lasting black or green vinyl coated wire? All these questions are really important. What is the experience and expertise of the crew who are going to handle the job? How soon can the fence be started and completed? Does the company contact the utility companies or is it the obligation of the homeowner to know where all the pipes and cables and electrical and gas lines are? Just so you know, uh, as a homeowner, you might want to contact your uh, utility company just in case that it's a free inspection and from most phones in the United States, the phone number is 811 and you can schedule a free inspection. Now, you also want to know what's going to be, you know, what they do with the leftover debris. Um, most of the companies will take it back. If you're like me, I wanted all the leftover wood and I wanted the leftover wire because I can use it. You also want to know if there's a war- warranty and how long and when is payment due. Costs can vary uh, greatly. And um, that's something that you need to know. Some companies are going to offer discounts. Some will have coupons. Some will negotiate. But the key is is to to get everything in writing. Special orders might require a deposit, but most of the companies just want to have payment on um, on when you're finished. Now, I watch C and J Crew. The the chief. Um, the crew man, the, I guess the foreman was named Lopez, and he was just fantastic, and his crew worked really hard digging the post holes, hauling bags of concrete, cutting the wood, erecting the fence. They did everything here. They brought a big truck uh, with all the wood. They unloaded it, and they built everything here on site, and there was just a great sense of uh, pride with everyone who was working, and they were able to complete the job. Within a week, cleaned it up, and it was really fantastic. And one thing you should know, especially in California, I asked Ryan Collins if, um, if prices differed in the winter, and he said it doesn't matter. Any time of the year, you should be getting the same kind of quotes. And just because we have El Nino, there sh- you should not be having higher prices. So explore your options. And just know that strong fences are a great investment. Fences can offer privacy, safety, curb appeal, and critter deterrence. And if you love your garden, as I do, and it's being eaten by abundant wildlife, the final solution is to literally fence yourself in. Because fences make good neighbors and they keep our deer, deer out, as well as the coyotes. If Again, if you're in Northern California and you're interested in C&J fencing, it's com. So uh, we hope that you have a happy, happy springtime with that. Well, th- this is the end of our show, and I thank you for being great listeners. For more information about Star Style, visit us at star-style.com. To make a donation to Be The Star You Are charity that brings you this program, visit Be com. Find out more about our radio show at StarStyleRadio.com. And we're always here to encourage and inspire and hopefully entertain you. And until next week, when we celebrate again right here in our playground, remember that love always wins. Kindness always prevails, and smiles will keep you happy. My name is Cynthia Bryan. This is Star Style, thanking you and encouraging you to be the star you are. Have a wonderful week. Dream, create, inspire, and mostly make a difference. Until we play next week, 4 to 5 Pacific, on Star Style, Be the Star You Are. Go out into the world and have a great day. Thanks for joining me.
3: Star you are. Be the star you are. You are
4: the star. Be the star you are. Keep it's been a pleasure bringing you our life-changing program, Star Style. Be the star you are. We have you on our radar, as it's our goal to inspire, inform, entertain, and motivate you to be the star you were born to be. For more information, visit www.StarStyleRadio.com. And to make a donation to the charity, go to www.BeTheStarYouAre.org. Ignite the flame that burns brightly within.